The Paul Leslie Hour, helping people tell their stories. And now your host, Paul Leslie. Hey, it's me. I'm your host, Paul Leslie. I'm honored to have you here, and welcome to my podcast. I've been on the radio for 14 years now, and the decision that has been very difficult to make is who should be the first guest for the podcast. I did some thinking. And I ended on Willie Nelson. I think there's a few reasons for that. First of all, I love Willie Nelson, as I'm sure a lot of you do. But also, he's just one of these legendary figures. It's not just country music; it's a lot of circles. Willie Nelson is just one of those people you recognize him the moment you see him, and that goes for his voice, his guitar playing, just everything about him. I reached out a few times to try to interview Willie Nelson, and I was never successful. I would email his publicist, and she would always say no. It was a polite no, but there was always some version of no. She either wasn't putting anything on his schedule, he was too busy, whatever it was. And I don't blame her for that. I think that he probably gets a lot of requests to be interviewed, and he probably can't do them all. But when you really like someone's work, And you want to elevate what they do? I think you should do it in any way that you can. So I decided I was going to try and reach Willie Nelson, and the way that I tried to do that was I sent him a postcard. I sent him a large eight and a half by ten postcard. On one side of the postcard, I had a picture of it was a man with a chef's hat on, and he was serving cheese to the man in the moon. I don't know where I got it, but that's what I did. And on the other side, there was just a little brief message, and I just said something like, "Dear Mr. Nelson, I'm a fan of yours. I would like to interview you when you're in Atlanta. Let's make that happen." I didn't hear anything. A year passed. I never heard anything, and then I get this email from a woman named Annie Nelson. Now, Annie Nelson is Willie's wife. And it was a very short email. She just said something along the lines of, "Got the postcard. We'd love to do it." I was very excited, <laughs> needless to say. But the dates that I'd put on the postcard had already passed, and I don't even know if she realized that the postcard had been sent a year ago. But it just so happened he was going to be in Atlanta and Athens, Georgia, and I asked about which one. And she ended up putting me in touch with this guy named David Anderson. Now, David Anderson is one of Willie's most loyal associates. He's been with Willie Nelson's organization for a long time, and I had heard about David Anderson from Marshall Chapman's excellent book, "They Came to Nashville." And in the book, she calls him Lurch. She says that he's this surly character, and I soon found out that she was not exaggerating. The date was eventually decided upon. And I had asked if we could film the interview, so I had assembled this two-man video crew, a guy named Clay Jones and Joel Tharp, and it was going to be at the Tabernacle. We got to the Tabernacle very early. We didn't have any phone number for David Anderson or Willie or anybody, and I remember us walking around and we were talking about what was going to happen, and it was like we were burning off the energy. No communication that day from David Anderson, and 
the night is getting closer. This was during the winter, so it started it started kind of looking like the sun was going down. I keep refreshing the emails on my phone. And finally, I see there's an email, and it's from David Anderson, and it says, Come to bus now. That's exactly what it said. Now, around the tour bus area, there was these barricades, these little temporary gates that they had built to keep people out. And a couple of people from the band, like Mickey Raphael, the harmonica player, and Lucas Nelson, who's Willie's son, they were at the gate, and they were signing for people and that kind of thing. And I talked to them for a moment, but we didn't have any way to get across. Finally, I decided, we have an interview to do. Let's climb over the gate. So we climb over the gate, and we start walking towards the tour buses, and it doesn't take long before security stops us. And they're telling us, no, 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 you cannot be back here. And at that same time, I hear their walkie-talkies. And the walkie-talkies are chattering, and they're talking about us. And there's somebody who's telling them, look, if you see these guys, they're supposed to be here. And they say, okay, you guys can stay. And this is when we meet David Anderson. He walks up to us. He doesn't say anything. He has this scowl on his face. And he walks up and immediately turns around puts his back to us, and we just kind of understand. We're supposed to follow him. (laughs) So we start following him. We're getting closer to the bus, and it starts to dawn on me. Okay, this is really going to happen. We are going to go on the bus and meet the man himself. We are going to meet one of music's undisputed legends. So I want to take you to that day. January 20th, 2013, you're invited on the tour bus as we meet a true icon, Willie Nelson. Hi. How are you doing, sir? Hey, Hello, Mr. Nelson. How are you doing? It's a pleasure to meet you. You too. Hey. I'm Joel. Nice to meet you. Joel. It's Clay. Hey. Good to meet you. You too. Thank you for your time, sir. Did you get my postcard or did Danny? Is that the fancy postcard? Yeah, yeah, that was a nice. Uh, I got that. I saw it. It's very good. And when I was at the print shop, they said, Are you sure you don't want a boot or something instead of a moon? <laughs> well, the moon worked all right. Yeah. All right. So you good to go? Heading your way here. I've, I've talked to so many people in the band. It's just it's been fascinating. Paul English, Billy English, uh, Mickey, of course, and then Joe Nick Potaski. Yeah. And now I get to talk to you. It's a, a real honor. My pleasure. Thank you. All right. So my first question. A lot of people have answered this question. Who is Willie Nelson? So now I get to ask you, who is Willie Nelson? Oh, he changes all the time. <laughs> it's hard to pin him down. So many of the songs that you've recorded, they go back to the Tin Pan Alley. <clears throat> what are some of the songs you remember hearing around the house growing up? Oh, Stardust, Moonlight in Vermont, San Antonio Rose. I mean, the radio stations played everything back in those days. And uh, nowadays you got a country station and a pop station. But 
the radio stations that I listened to mostly back in those days played everything, so I was lucky enough to hear it. You've written several books now, including this most recent one, mm -hmm. Roll Me Up and Smoke Me When I Die. Yeah. What's the one book that's made the most influence on your life? Oh, I don't know that they make any kind of influence at all. You know, they come and go. You hear about it. You forget about them. And then another one comes along. Uh, I kind of like this one. It's, it's funny. And uh, uh, I don't know what kind of influence it'll have, if anything. Now, you met your wife on a movie set. Yeah. What about movies as far as your own personal taste? What's the one movie you've seen maybe five times, six times? Of, of someone else's movies? Yeah, any movie. Oh. Really? Oh, I don't know. I always liked uh, Duel in the Sun Greg, with Gregory Peck. Remember that one? And High Noon. Uh, a lot of those old westerns. One-Eyed Jack with, the Marty, uh, with uh, Marlon Brando. Uh, I'm kind of, you know, stuck on those old cowboy movies. I was listening to the radio and on Michael Feinstein's show. Mm -hmm. He was talking about crazy. Mm -hmm. And he said, you know, crazy sounds like it could have been written in the 30s. It sounds like a, a Tin Pan Alley American songbook classic. Do you use those old songs as kind of a, a blueprint? Oh, I think everything that we hear uh, will show up in our writing somewhere. Uh, I'm sure I was influenced by a lot of that stuff in practically everything I write. And, uh, you know, I never did think it was a bad influence to be influenced by, you know, people like uh, Irving Berliet and guys like Hank Williams. You know, I was always glad to be associated with those guys. There's a book by a great songwriter, Marshall Chapman, mm -hmm. and uh, it's called They Came to Nashville. And she writes in there about going on. The bus with you, and she even wrote a song recently called Riding with Willie. And there's a lyric in there that really struck me, and it says, Bobby and Willie play music all night. Sister and brother, what a beautiful sight. Songs long forgotten, now seeing the light. That's the way I like it. I wanted you to tell us about Bobby, and do you all play a lot just for fun on the bus? We do. We, we you know, we're always working up new music and thinking about what we're going to play next, and, uh, uh, she has a little keyboard in the back, and we we do a lot of uh, playing and going up and down the highway. You've also done a lot of duets from the country, like Waylon Jennings, the great Ray Price, and mm -hmm. then Latin artists like Julio Iglesias, mm -hmm. but then other people, Bob Dylan, Paul Simon, Ray Charles. Living or dead, if you were to be able to do a duet with anyone, who would it be? Oh, I don't know. I've said a hundred times that I'd like to do one with Barbara Streisand, and I just did one with her, so uh, <laughs> I got that one done. Uh, he, Engelbert Humperdinck asked me to do a song with him, so I probably will. Not bad. Not bad, yeah. <laughs> what about instrumentalists? You did the Wynton Marsalis album not too long ago. Mm -hmm. uh, if you could do any uh, performance with another instrumentalist, who would you do? Well, my favorite guitar player is, was, always will be Django Reinhardt, and, uh, you know, I've listened to his music uh, practically all my life, and uh, he's my favorite guitar player, so I know we'll never get to play in this lifetime together, but maybe one day. Well, you know, that reminds me of the album you put out. This was the year of my birth, 1981, 
course, I didn't listen to it then, but mm -hmm. the Over the Rainbow album. Somewhere Over the Rainbow, yeah. And you know, the, the guitar styling is kind of like Shango on that record. Thank you, thank you. What do you think about when you play Over the Rainbow? Oh, I haven't played it in a long time. I probably think about something entirely different today. Uh, but it's a great song, and uh, I enjoy playing those old classics. Something about a lot of the songs you've recorded. You've recorded a lot of songs that mention trains. There's a Railroad Lady, mm -hmm. and you did City of New Orleans by Steve Goodman, and then you did, of course, Fast Train to Georgia, mm -hmm. which is the state we're in now. Uh, what do you think the significance is of train songs in not just country music because there's like Midnight Train to Georgia. It's been a popular thing for songwriters. I don't know. I think there's something about a train whistle in the middle of the night. Uh, you remember that as a kid growing up. We grew up around trains and railroad tracks and I think they have a big influence on you. You're touring right now with Lucas Nelson. Mm -hmm. uh, I had the opportunity to interview him. And you recorded some of his songs. Oh, yeah. What's it like to record your son's work? Well, it's really gratifying, and uh, you're glad to be a part of it, especially when it's good. And, uh, and he's a great writer. I've heard rumors from Buddy Cannon about a forthcoming Willie Nelson record. Is there any truth? Is there... There's uh, Face the Music and Dance is coming out in, uh, I think, March or April. And then after that, we're working on a To All the Girls album that I'm doing with, a, with Barbara Streisand and Dolly Parton and Loretta Lynn and Roseanne Cash and oh, Amy Lou Harris, just a, a whole bunch of really good singers. Shelby Lynn. You're known as being a great songwriter, inductee of the Nashville Songwriters Hall of Fame, the Songwriters Hall of Fame, but you also you play homage to a lot of great writers like Paul Simon. You mm -hmm. you record their work. Mm -hmm. Who do you think the best songwriter is? Well, you know, it's a matter of opinion, I guess. I think uh, there's a lot of great songs. Uh, Irving Berlin was a great songwriter. He wrote Face the Music, White Christmas, uh, you know, uh, God Bless America. It's, you know, it's hard to beat those. Of course, then Hank Williams again uh, wrote a lot of great songs. Vern Gosden was a great writer. What do you think about Jimmy Webb as a writer? Jimmy Webb was a good writer. Yeah, yeah we did some of his songs. Of course, you recorded the Rainbow Connection with Paul Williams. Yeah. What do you think about Paul Williams as a writer? Well, he's a good writer. Yeah, he's an entertainer, writer. He's very good. What is the best thing about being Willie Nelson? <laughs> Well, I don't know. I'm a pretty lucky guy, you know, to have uh, get a nice bus to travel in and get to play music. Uh, there's really not a lot of negatives involved here, so uh, it's a lot of fun being me right now. What's it like living in Maui? I know your neighbors... Oh, it's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like nice work if you can get it. Yeah, it's great. I've been over there. About 30 years now, uh, off and on, and uh, uh, it's a great, Maui's a great island. Uh, a lot of nice people there, have a lot of fun hanging out, playing games, you know, poker, dominoes, chess, with all my buddies over there. I wanted to ask you about Paul uh, English mm -hmm. for a little bit. You wrote the song, Me and Paul. Mm -hmm. 
What's it like all these years playing with him still? Well, it's good to have a good friend watching your back every night, you know, for 50 years. And uh, that's pretty much Paul and I have been together a long time. He's not only a good friend, good musician, but uh, uh, you know, he's there when I need him. I have two final questions. If you could have any meal in the world, like if you could say, this is what I want right now when you were hungry, what would that meal be? Depends on where I was. You know, if I was in uh, Austin, I'd kind of like to go to the Broken Spoke and eat a chicken fried steak because that's hard to beat, you know. My last question, you know, this is going to be on the radio, but then we're also filming it and with the Internet being the way it is. It's amazing how things travel. Mm-hmm. If you could say anything to all the people who are listening or watching, just anything at all, what would you say? Oh, I'd probably fuck it up. <laughs> I'd just rather go ahead and let people think what they think. I don't like to tell people what to think. Uh, I don't like for people to tell me what to think. Well, Mr. Nelson, it's been a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you. Thank you. My right. pleasure. Did you read the book? I did. Uh, I enjoyed it. Good. So that was the Willie Nelson interview. As you can imagine, I was just a tad nervous. Uh, (laughs) And we only had a few minutes with him, but it's something I'll never forget. So thank you, Willie Nelson, for your kindness. And also thank you to your wife, Annie Nelson. Thank you for making this happen. I want to thank Clay Jones and Joel Tharp for coming along. Maybe one day that video will see the light of day. And I have to acknowledge and give respect to Willie's publicist, Elaine Schock, and also to David Anderson. This launch is coinciding with 14 years on the radio. Some of you might know this and some of you might not, but the show started on Jimmy Buffett's Radio Margaritaville, and there's been a lot of incredible things that have happened. This was just one of them, and I'm hoping I can share a lot of this with you and I feel in my heart that the best is yet to come. So thank you all for listening. It's an honor to have you with me. And it's my sincere wish that you'll come along for many more of these kind of adventures. The podcast is new, but it's going to be old stuff, new stuff, surprise stuff. If you haven't thought about it yet, I hope you do now. I hope you consider subscribing. And it'd be a great help if you would give me a review. A good review would be nice. But, uh... Maybe you could rate it, and maybe also, if you're on Facebook or Twitter or what have you, maybe you would consider sharing the interview. There's another thing you can do. If you have a comment, you can call into this hotline. It's like a messaging service. Just call this number, leave me a message, and if you do, I might play what you say back on the show. The number is 912-376-9529. You can visit the website at thepaulleslie.com. I also want to thank Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com for allowing us to use his original recording and song of Bama Country in this podcast. So I'm going to leave you with this track from an album by John Goodwin. He's a Nashville songwriter and poet. He's a friend of mine. He has this very interesting CD. It's called Unsung, and it's the spoken word to some of his songs. It's him reading his lyrics. 
And with this new podcast, I feel like it's a new era. And this kind of sums up how I'm feeling. I'm going to leave you all with the quest. Until next time. Back to the quest. I came out swinging for the center field wall. I hit a long one, and I won it all. But I burnt out my engines and needed a break, where all that's required was the time it would take. Now I'm all over nothing and weary of rest, and I've got to get back to the quest. I've run out of reasons for laying so low. My memory will stay, but my body must go. Back to the thunder, the rock and the wheel, and the truth about love only time will reveal. So I've just been forgiven, and I'm all confessed, and I've got to get back to the quest. In one hand a ticket, in the other a bag. When times have been good, it makes goodbye a drag. But I wasn't born to be standing still long. You know, even my tombstone is gonna say gone. And my future is waiting out to the west. I've got to get back to the quest. I've got to get back to the quest. The Paul Leslie Hour is hosted, produced, and written by Paul Leslie for Lifestyles Entertainment. Recorded, engineered, and mixed by Henry Jordan of Jordan Digital Studios. For information, visit thepaulleslie.com. Thank you for being with us. Until next time.